Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. Welcome to a Day of Prayers Morning Bible Study. I'm Kamisha. We're glad you could join us. Before we get into the Word, let's pray. We bless your name, Father. We just exalt you in our eyesight, Lord, and we call you greater than any situation and circumstance that we could ever face, Lord God. You're greater than where we came from in our environment and our past. You're greater than how we see and view ourselves and the limitations we or others have placed upon us. You're greater, God, than anything that we could ever imagine or place our hope in or value upon. You're greater. And you are worthy of all of our praise. You're worthy of our adoration, God. You're worthy of all the acclaim that is due your name. You are worthy of it. And we bless you and we thank you, God. Holy Spirit, we welcome you and we ask you to minister to us as we study your word. Guide us into all truth. Reveal mysteries and secrets to us, Lord. And show us things to come. Help us to be right and in line with you and in step with what your will is for us today, God. And we just declare with our whole hearts, our spirit, our souls, and our bodies, and we say, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Lord. And we just declare your glory in the earth. We thank you, Lord. We thank you so much for who you are and all that you've done, Lord God, and all that you are doing in, for, and through us, Lord God, and for your own will and accomplishing your own purposes in the earth, God. We call you good. We thank you for the hearers of your word going forth today. We thank you for ministering to their hearts. Give us a tender heart towards you, Jesus, and a, an ear to hear your word, God. We thank you, and we bless you, and we expect good things from you, Lord God. We expect to understand your word. We expect to hear your voice, Holy Spirit, and we expect you to guide us as you've already covenanted and committed to do for us, Lord God. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray and we thank you. Amen. 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 Well, welcome everyone back to our morning Bible study and as we continue in the book of Romans. We're in chapter 11, and today we're going to move forward and cover verses 17 through 24. So can I get a volunteer to cover that section of scripture, please? I will. All right, Layla. And if some of the branches were broken off, and you, being a wild olive tree, were grafted in among them, and with them became a partaker of the root and fatness of the olive tree, do not boast against the branches. But if you do boast, remember that you do not support the root, but the root supports you. You will say then, branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. Well said, because of unbelief they were broken off, and you stand by faith. Do not be haughty, but fear. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he may not spare you either. Therefore, consider the goodness and severity of God on those who fell severity, but toward you goodness if you continue in his goodness." Otherwise, you also will be cut off. And they also, if they do not continue in unbelief, will be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again. 
For if you were cut out of the olive tree, which is walled by nature, and were grafted contrary to nature into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will these, who are natural branches, be grafted into their own olive tree? Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, of course, as we, or Layla, as you just read, it builds up upon what we just covered yesterday, right? And mm-hmm. I, I believe how we, we ended the last episode saying this applies to us today, right? So this section is a warning to us, to the Gentiles about our place and our standing with the Lord. All right? Okay. So with that in mind, I want to open the floor up for each of you to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you. And of course, if you have any questions, please go ahead and ask them. All right? Okay. Okay. So who'd like to begin? Bobby Wood. I'll go. <laughs> All right, sir. I just, I found it interesting in this passage where Paul is talking about how we are grafted and he's tongue admonishing them not to be haughty and arrogant in their own goodness and how the Lord was good to us and by grafting a sin and just to remind me of how my own life, I know I have, uh, more often than not, I'm arrogant and proud of myself and what I can do. So it was just the Lord was speaking to me about how it's the goodness of the Lord that gives you these abilities to do it. It's not because our natural cells or flesh that gets us through it. And, and how Paul's also continuing where in the, like in verse 12, we were talking about Israel being uh, restored again. Paul is continuing to say that there's, just because you're cut off the tree at once does not mean it's final. He's further pointing out the goodness of the Lord and saying that if we are willing and if we're willing to repent and come back to him, he is willing to graft us onto the tree again and how there's enough room for all of us on there. <laughs> it's not just, okay, I got to choose between the two of you, which one will get in the spot, but he has enough provision for everybody in life. Mm-hmm. So Paul is saying is that while you may have been cut off for a period because you didn't believe, that's not the final end. You have the ability and the choice to come back into it and be grafted onto it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God is, Jesus has his arms extended open wide for whoever will draw near to him and return to him. And you know, I kind of wanted to update what we were talking about. Um, you know, as we were reading these scriptures, sometimes it's hard to, like it, it's time becomes a factor. Like we think about, you know, when this was written, um, it wasn't as far away from the the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ as it is today. And um, like thinking time-wise, is not as much time had passed when he wrote these scriptures. Um, and today, even at that time, there were Jews that believed on the name of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. But today, even more are coming to the truth and the knowledge of who Jesus Christ is. Amen. So that's a, you know, a, a hallelujah to most high God. That's something to rejoice about, but also to help us walk even more circumspectly of where we are today and to place ourselves and go, okay, wait. So, 
okay, <laughs> you said that this is a sign that we should look for, that when Israel starts coming back in, that there's a meaning to this, Lord, then that should make us adhere to and cling to God even more and be more grateful and appreciative for what we have in him and, you know, being thankful. So. Amen. Who else? Or do you have more to share, sir? Oh, I still had more to share. Oh, well, continue, please. And then I also found it interesting where he's talking about the branches were not to boast against the roots and how it is the roots that support the tree, which supports the branches, not the other way around. So Paul is also saying that we shouldn't, like I was saying, we shouldn't think of ourselves in a higher manner than we ought to be truly looking at ourselves because it wasn't us who's doing this. Oh, Lord, it was my awesomeness that made Jesus come down here to save me. No. (laughs) So Paul is saying is that the Lord judges everything correctly, but he also sees what will happen and what will become of it. Mm-hmm. So he was, he sees the people who are going to choose him and who will not. So he prepares a place for them. And he's also saying that when that happens, we're not supposed to think of ourselves as being great because we were saved and have been grafted onto, grafted onto the tree than those who have not. Mm. That were the original parts of the tree, if you will, that he was talking about. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Uh, verse 12 would be the quick part. It says, therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. But if we, we go back a couple of verses, he's talking about the examples that we had um, looking at our, our older sibling Israel as they came through the wilderness, as they learned things as they were getting to know and, and re-learn who God is and understand him. The things that they went through were written for our benefit so we didn't fall to the same um, problems that they fell to or became subject to. And so they're, they're being presented for our example, or even as we're talking about in Romans, them being temporarily um, disjointed, if you will, from the body or the tree is not so that we could think that we're better than we are, but it's for us to go, okay, let me be wise and, and truly wise, not in pointing fingers at them and, and looking at their flaws and uncovering their nakedness to expose them and to diminish them or belittle them, but to pray for them, of course, but to also watch and examine our own lives so that we don't fall prey to the same problems that they fell prey to. It's, it's really hard. You know, ask any older child. It's, it's hard being the first one to go through the, the pathway. There's a certain weight. There's a certain unknown element to it that things are new. But when you have the benefit of being a younger sibling and getting to see other people go before you and see the mistakes that they made or the triumphs that they had and, and being able to make a decision based on some level of experience, you get a, a benefit to that. So as we take our place in Christ, as we appreciate and love this opportunity that we have to be a part of his family, you know, know that it's based on (laughs) being able to benefit from someone else who's gone before us, the experiences that they had, while still having great grace and compassion for what they went through. We've talked about this on 
<clears throat> a podcast before. I believe I brought it up anyway. I know, um, John, you and me and Kamisha have talked about it, but um, no, I don't know if everybody understands what we talk when we talk about grafting, right? So mm-hmm. just take a quick second to talk about that because it has some really, to me, deep and meaningful implications as to what's happening here and we can miss what really goes on there. So we talk about grafting uh, in relationship to bringing on a new hire, somebody else to join our team. Mm-hmm. And although we use the word employee quite often because it's a term people understand, we think of it more as a coworker or team member. And so um, it just I'll just read this real quick. Grafting requires cutting away of the host and the new branch. The branch being grafted in must be cut out from its old host plant and the cut must be properly prepared. The host plant must also be cut to accept the graft. This point is the most vulnerable. If the graft is not done correctly, the host and the graft are damaged. And then the horticulturists identify three key reasons for grafting. To propagate trees that don't root well, to obtain a stronger root system and to grow plants faster. More importantly, some of the key benefits of grafting are hardiness, sturdiness, disease resistance, a larger harvest, faster growing time, and adaptability. Hmm. Amen. And we have so many references about the body. We are the body of Christ. We are the mm-hmm. bride of Christ. Mm-hmm. So we must always... I believe we must always, I'm not commanding anyone. I believe we must always very carefully and very rightly weigh the importance of what's taking place here. And as we recognize the symbolism here, because as we are being grafted in, we have a responsibility because we are making the tree vulnerable Hmm. and the tree is becoming vulnerable. So we should be careful who we we engage with. And it's so important that we're led by the Holy Spirit through this Mm -hmm. entire process. Amen. And, you know, like when you're making that example, Dean, of being grafted in, it just highlighted in my perspective a little bit more that it doesn't mean replacing the tree, which is um, something that as a believer, I can I can say that I've witnessed or watched people that feel like they're a replacement for Israel in the flesh, that because we're Christians, now we replace them versus understanding the truth of what Paul is talking about us being grafted in. We're a part of this family, not a replacement family. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, kind of my mind when you were talking about that, I just imagined like that branch that had been cut off from the, the original tree and being prepared for the host tree now suddenly think it should be stuck down in the ground and become the tree. And I was like, wait, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> hold on, hold on. You know, and, and Paul is making that distinction here that, um, what is it about the root? Let's see. Oh, that the root supports. Okay. Verse 18, it says, do not boast against the branches, but if you do boast, remember that you do not support the root, the root, but the root supports you. Just understanding that we didn't create something new. You know, God made us something that hadn't been known before, but we're still a part of the family, not the replacement and, you know, casting out people that God loves. (laughs) To, you know, try to take it over. Or thinking too highly of ourselves because in, in the grafting process, the the branch to being grafted into the tree mm-hmm. is completely stripped away of everything. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come because it's got these beautiful flowers it's going to bring to the tree. And now the tree is going to exactly. produce its flowers. It comes because it now has to be 
cut away from the old life. The old it life wasn't is able cut to support off, it. Yes. Right. Yes. And brought mm-hmm. in. And then it must accomplish the goals of making it hardy, making it grow faster, propagating the tree, all these other things, mm-hmm. which come to the common good of the tree, not to the individual branch. Amen. The whole thing. Absolutely. Glory to God. And why was that allowed to happen, right? We got to, I'll say, rewind a little bit back to the scriptures we read yesterday, right? Where it talks about, um, uh, that's in verse 11, Romans eleven eleven, right? How it talks about how they have stumbled, that they should fall. Certainly not, right? But through their fall, to provoke them to jealousy, salvation has come to the Gentiles. Now, there are a number of, I'll say, Greek words, and we'll, we'll cover a few of them here, to understand fall, right? The first is teo, which is to make a false step or mistake, to fail. There's pipto, which is to fall down or out, meaning to be slain or to lose one's favor or grace. There's paroptoma, a falling aside, where one should have stood upright, a moral fall, a fall from truth and grace. Yeah, we'll we'll leave it there for now. Um, So those words can be interpreted as stumble. So anyway, let's let's come full circle, because now we're talking about the Gentiles, and as we led today, right, it's a warning to us because we should be working out our own soul salvation, right? The fall or the failure was to stand, right? But he talks about this, and Dean, you brought this up yeah, um, the last episode, I believe, where you brought up exactly what Christ said, I am the vine, and you are the branches, right? My father is the vine dresser, okay? But that was all spoken of long ago, back in Isaiah. There shall come forth a rod, this is Isaiah 11, verse 1. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Aren't we told to be rooted and grounded in love? So then when we look at this branch, and actually what it says back in what we covered the last podcast, right? It says, um, oh no, sorry, it's today's. Sorry, I've got, I've got my fingers and bookmarks in a lot of places, and I um, I'd lost my place there for a second. It's all right. Yeah, yep. Um, so forgive me. It says, uh. Oh, this is in verse 18. Do not boast against the branches. If you do boast, remember that you do not support the root, but the root supports you. For rooted and grounded in love, and Christ is love, then it's we are rooted in him and should be rooted in him. Mm -hmm. Right? Which we can only access through faith, Mm -hmm. which is what it says that was lacking. Or that was missed, right? That's what Paul is getting at this entire time. Mm. But let's also remember this, right? Because at the end of Isaiah, Isaiah 66, um, there's some amazing prophecy given, right? 
and talking about Israel and the descendants that are delivered. It says, this is Isaiah 66, starting in verse 7, right? Before she was in labor, she gave birth. Before her pain came, she delivered a male child. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children. Shall I bring to the time of birth and not cause delivery, says the Lord? Shall I, who caused delivery, shut up the womb, says the Lord, says your God, excuse me. And then we're encouraged. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad with her, all you who love her. Rejoice for joy with her, all you who mourn for her, that you may be fed, that you may feed and be satisfied with the consolation of her bosom, that you may drink deeply and be delighted with the abundance of her glory. So, what Paul is getting at, hey, don't boast in this, right? And actually, the Lord, oh, that's actually said in Jeremiah. Let me find the exact place here. It's Jeremiah 9, I believe. Oh, yes. 23 and 24. Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24. It says exactly what we are supposed to boast in. All right, and this one reads, do not glory, but other translations will say boast. Let not the wise, so thus says the Lord, let not the wise man glory or boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory or boast in his might. Let not the rich man glory or boast in his riches, but let him who glories or boasts glory or boast in this that he understands and knows me that I am the Lord exercising loving kindness judgment and righteousness in the earth for in these I delight says the Lord and so Paul is just through the Holy Spirit of course reiterating these exact things that hey if we're going to boast in anything, boast because we too have the opportunity to know the Lord. Right? And he, he actually yes. had covered that in Romans chapter 5, the first couple of verses, few verses. Therefore, having been justified by faith, right? That's, that's the entry point, right? As we've been talking about here. Yes. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope, or some that word rejoice in some translations says boast, and boast in hope of the glory of God. So you see this whole, I'll say process, but you see it all line up here all come together, this, the manifold wisdom of the Lord and this tapestry that he's woven. Yet we have faith. That's how we access the blessing, the covenant. That's how we're grafted in and how we can come into being Israel, right? And then we're also required to stand in that, right? As we were reading well, today about 
uh, the previous podcast. Um, I'll say Israel's failure, right? They did not stand in the faith that they had. They forsook it. They fell away, right? It talks about unbelief here today, right? In verse 20, that's Romans eleven twenty, Because of unbelief, they were broken off. And you stand by faith. That is both an exhortment, an encouragement, and an admonishment. Do this. Stand by faith. Right? And it applies to you and me and everyone listening. And everyone alive in the earth today. We're required to stand by faith. Right? It's not about being better than or being less that right. And we've we've spoken this in the past few podcast episodes how Israel is given the place of honor because they were, I'll say, the firstborn, like the oldest child, right? They came along, and yes, it wasn't perfect. They made mistakes. And like an oldest child, we can learn from those mistakes. So we don't have to make the same ones, right? Yes. Now, we're all, like I said, we're required to stand by faith, right? Not wavering. But isn't that exactly what the Lord's already provided when he gave us the armor? That's in Ephesians 6, right? We're exhorted to put on the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand. That's verse 11, right? Mm-hmm. Against the wiles of the devil. And verse 13, right? Take up, we're reminded again, take up the whole armor that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand. And then in verse 14, stand therefore. We're required to stand in our, firm in our faith, unwavering, unshakable in God and in the things of God. And again, it's only done by faith. And Paul, well, the Holy Spirit through Paul, makes this clear again in Galatians, right? And this was the difference maker of why he's saying that. Israel stumbled, right? It's by faith, not through works. That's in Galatians 6, 8 through 10. For he who sows to the flesh will the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And then we're commanded to glorify God, right? Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially those who are of the household of faith. What is the household of faith? It is also the house of Israel. It is also the house of the Lord. These are the same thing. Yes? Yes. All three of those are the same thing, especially in the spirit. Faith is a spiritual thing. Clearly. Hence, we can sow in the Spirit. Well, you don't sow natural seed in the Spirit. You sow faith by faith. And that's how we access everything in the Lord. That's how we are grafted in. But let's, right, we're also encouraged to work out our own soul salvation. But we do that by standing firm in Him. By honoring and glorifying the Lord. And loving our neighbor as ourself. Mm-hmm.
So let's pause there for today because I know that was a lot. And um, if anyone has any questions, please don't hesitate to, to reach out to contact us. If you are ministered, you know, by something that we, the Lord had to share today, or if you have questions on anything, if you have a prayer request or a praise report that you'd like to share, and then we can pray in agreement with you or stand in agreement with you, we would love to do that. We'd love to connect with you. And you connect with us through our, our website at adayofprayer.org and by reaching us out, reaching and contacting us through email at adayofprayer@yahoo.com. So with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. Lord, I just thank you for the grace that you've given each one of us, Lord. And I just thank you for your unending, unending mercy, Lord, that you don't give us everything that we deserve, Lord. Lord, we just thank you for grafting us onto your tree, Lord, and just treating us equal as the children of Israel, Lord, and allowing us to stand in your presence, Lord, and to enter into your heaven. Lord, we also just thank you for the blessing that you place in each one of our lives, Lord, and that you continue to bless us throughout the day, Lord. There's no ending of your blessings to us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.